Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories. Wise tales from storytellers around the world, which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello Super Great Kids and how are you? I'm very pleased because we have a new theme and a new storyteller. Baden Prince is from Antigua in the Caribbean and he's going to start off the new theme which is animal stories. Next week he's going to a storytelling festival in Marrakesh in North Africa. But today he's come into the Super Great Kids studio to tell us a story which is told in lots of places including Africa. It's called the Hat Seller and the Mischievous Monkeys. Before we meet Baden, can you have a think about how many countries in Africa you can name while we have a quick word with the grown-ups? I'll name a couple of countries to get you started. There's Kenya and there's Ghana. So off you go. Hello, super great kids. I'm back. How many countries from the African continent did you think of? I'll bet your grown-ups will know a few more. There are 54 of them in total. The story which Baden is going to tell you today, I first heard in Zimbabwe in Southern Africa, but it's been told all over the world. It's thought that it was first written down over 2,000 years ago in India in a collection of animal parables called the Panchatantra. Are you ready? Let's give a warm welcome to Baden Prince. Hurrah! Hello, super great kids. My name is Baden. My full name is Baden Prince Jr. And I'm a storyteller. And the reason I'm a storyteller is that when I was growing up, I used to love to listen to stories, and I still do. And I've grown up loving to tell stories, which I'm going to do today. This is the story of the hat seller and the mischievous monkeys. Once upon a time, there was a man who made hats. All sorts of hats. He made tiny little hats for people with tiny little heads. And he made medium-sized hats for people with medium-sized heads, and great, big, humongous hats for people with great, big, humongous heads. And every morning he'd get up. What do you think he'd do? No, he wouldn't make hats. He'd do what you or I would do. He'd wash his face, and he'd brush his teeth, and he'd get dressed, and he'd get ready, and he'd go downstairs. And then what do you think he'd do? No, he wouldn't start making hats, silly. He'd have breakfast like you or I would do, porridge or scrambled eggs or ackee and salt fish. And then he would go down to his workshop and there he'd start making hats. Tiny little hats for tiny little people with tiny little heads. Medium-sized hats for medium-sized people with medium-sized heads. And 
great big humongous hats for people with great big humongous heads. Well, one day, when he'd got enough hats together, he decided to pack them all in a large sack and take them to the market to sell. The market was miles and miles and miles away. It was a very, very, very long walk. He walked and he walked and he walked, and about halfway, he got tired, really tired, and decided to sit down under the shade of a huge plane tree. And there he sat and he rested and fell asleep. Now, what he didn't know was that up in the high branches of the tree was a large troop of very, very mischievous monkeys. And they all came climbing down, and the leader, who was the boldest and the most mischievous of all, leaned down into his sack and took out one of his hats and put it on. Now, in the island of Antigua, in the Caribbean, where I come from, we have a saying, monkey see, monkey do, which means anything a monkey sees someone doing, it will copy them, it will imitate them. So all the other monkeys dipped their hands in the hat seller's bag, took out his hats and put them on, and then they scampered back up to the top branches of the tree. Now, when our hat seller woke up, he went to pick up his sack to put it on his shoulder to head back down the road towards the market, and he realized all the hats were missing. He looked around. He looked to the left. He looked to the right. He looked in front of him. He looked behind him. And finally, he looked up. And there, up in the high branches of the tall tree, was a whole troop of monkeys all sporting his hats. This made him furious. He lifted his arm and he pointed and wagged his finger and he shouted at them, Give me back my hats! Well, monkey see, monkey do. And the monkeys immediately did exactly what he did. They didn't shout, of course, but they pointed their fingers and they waggled their fingers at him and made their screeching monkey noises. <laughs> well, this made him absolutely livid with rage. And he started jumping up and down, stamping his feet, waving his arms and shouting at the top of his voice, Give me back! My hats! Hm. Monkey see? Monkey do? The monkeys started jumping up and down excitedly, waving their arms and kicking out and screeching and screaming. Oh, now he was furious. And then he had an idea. He thought, wait a minute. And he reached up, took off his own hat, and threw it on the ground. Monkey see, monkey do. All the monkeys immediately took off their hats and threw them down. 
and he scampered around quickly, gathering them all up, the tiny little hats, the medium-sized hats, the humongous great big hats, chucked them all into his sack, swung his sack over his shoulder and walked off down the road towards the market, pointing back at the monkeys and laughing his head off. Now, years passed and our hat seller got married and he had a son. His son didn't make hats. They say talent skips a generation. I think he became a banker or an accountant or something. But later on, he got married and he had a son. And yes, that son went on to become a maker and a seller of hats. And one day, after he had made a whole huge set of tiny little hats for people with tiny little heads, medium-sized hats for people with medium-sized heads, and huge, great, big, humongous hats for people with huge, great, big, humongous heads, he set off to the market, just as his grandfather had done all those years ago. And just as his grandfather had done, he walked, he walked, he walked, he walked until he got tired. And you're not going to believe this, but it's absolutely true. Halfway along the road, he decided to stop and rest. Guess where? That's right, under the shade of the exact same flame tree that his grandfather had sat down under all those years ago. And just as his grandfather had done, he fell asleep. And unfortunately for him, up in the high branches of that tree was a large group of mischievous monkeys. And just like they'd done to his grandfather all those years ago, they came swinging down and they reached into his bag, took out the hats, put them on and scampered back up into the highest branches of the tree. So when our hat seller woke up, and looked around and couldn't see his hats. He remembered the story that his grandfather had told him, and he looked up, and there they were, all his hats on the heads of all these monkeys. He forgot the important part of his grandfather's lesson because he got angry too, and started waving his arms and waggling his fingers, shouting, Give me back my hats! And the monkeys began waving their arms and waving their hands and waggling their fingers at him and screeching. <laughs> this made him livid and he started waving both arms and waving his fists and jumping up and down and stomping his feet. And the monkeys did exactly the same. And then he remembered the lesson that his grandfather had taught him. He reached up, he took off his own hat, and he threw it down on the ground. And nothing. He thought, funny, maybe they didn't see me. So with an exaggerated gesture, he reached down, picked his hat up, put it on, adjusted it on his head, and then lifted it off, waved it around a bit, and then threw it on the ground. Nothing. Not even one hat came flying down. And then the leader of the troop of monkeys swung down 
onto the lowest branch of the tree and leaning over, keeping just a safe distance away from the hat maker, he said to him, Huh, my friend, you are not the only one who had a grandfather, huh? <laughs> and with that, he went swinging back up into the tree and was never seen again. Thank you very much to Baden for sharing that lovely, funny story. What I liked about the story is that the monkeys had listened to their parents' stories and had learned them and then remembered the lesson that they gave them. Ha! Clever monkeys! I wonder if you'll remember some of these stories when you grow up and tell them to your children. That's an interesting thought, isn't it? Now to dig deep into my bag of happies and say hello and thank you to some super great kids fans and to some new owlets who've subscribed to our podcast and swooped into our nest. Hello to new owlet and super story fan Penelope, who is eight from Columbus in Ohio in the US. And hello to new owlets Chase, who is six, and Zay, who is nine, from South Carolina in the US. Zay particularly loves the English story about wassailing and treasure, the apple tree man. And a big hello and welcome to Hal, who is four, from Stratford in East London in the UK. Hal sent us a creative, colourful picture which he's painted of the Crane Girl, which is a story from Japan. You can see the sky at the top of his picture and the shawl which the Crane Girl is weaving at the bottom. Just lovely, Hal. And hello to Apple Owlet Will from Jackson Lake in Georgia in the US, who's just turned five. Will got a membership to the Owlets Club for his birthday. That was very kind of your parents, Will. What a lovely present. And a big hoo-hoo-hoo to Hattie, who is six, from Whitstable in Kent in the UK. Welcome to the Owlets Club, Hattie. I hope you're enjoying the bonus stories on your car journeys. And hello to Shelby, who is six, from Missouri in the US. Shelby has drawn a picture of the Welsh story, The Two Dragons, and then she created her own flag, which is covered in hearts. Just lovely, Shelby. Thank you very much for sharing this. And hello to new owlet Maya from Miami in Florida. Maya is six. Hope you're enjoying the new bonus stories, Maya. And hello to Yara, who is four and a half from Oakland in California who has drawn a splendid picture of Mama Draga, the Sicilian ogress. Yara says she's not a vegetarian like Mama Draga because she wants to eat the other girl in the story, Angelina. Well, Yara, that made me laugh. I wonder, though, if you can think of other ways to teach Angelina a lesson that don't involve eating her. And finally, thanks to Kofi donors Sabrina, Nolan and their younger brother Eli from North Carolina. They all enjoy listening to super great kids stories on the way to school. 
their favourite stories are The Owl of the Oak and Why Evergreen Trees Keep Their Leaves in Winter. And thanks very much to Lale in London in the UK. Now, lots of you have been sending amazing pictures inspired by our stories. We just love seeing them and all the different ways you imagine the characters as you listen along. So, here's a little thanks to some of you. Thanks to Sebi from Riyadh in Saudi Arabia, who's six and has drawn a super great picture of the story Baba Yaga and Masha the Clever. I love all the little details like Baba Yaga asking, Are you weaving, my little chicken? And great writing, Sebi, really good. Thank you. And thanks to Penn for your drawing of the Norwegian story Eating Match with a Troll. I love the smiling boy wielding his axe and about to cut down the tree, which is topped with a star. And thanks to Seher, who is four, for your amazingly creative picture of Anansi and the party. I particularly like the girl who's wearing the stripy dress. And thanks to Hazel for your imaginative picture of the fish with a purple star. Just lovely. And thanks to Penn, who is five from Austin in Texas, for your two pictures of the griffin and the owl of the oak. I love your style, Penn. It's very distinctive. A big thank you to Diana, who lives in Massachusetts in the US, who sent in her fun drawing of Baba Yaga and Vasilisa the Beautiful. I really like how Vasilisa is running away from scary old bony old Baba Yaga. And finally, Alia from Edmonton in Canada has drawn a very imaginative and clever drawing of the story of the three dolls. I love the dolls' hoop earrings and their necklaces, Alia. Really well observed. Thank you. And thank you all. If you'd like to see those great pictures, go to facebook.com forward slash supergreatkidsstories. That's all for now. Keep on telling your stories and singing your songs. See you soon. This story was recorded at Wardour Studios in London.